From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. In a scene from the HBO series The Gilded Age, Bertha Russell, a newly moneyed socialite played by Carrie Coon, tries to impress New York society gatekeeper Ward McAllister, played by Nathan Lane. It's not too much. My dear Mrs. Russell, nothing is ever too much for me. As you can hear at this time in history, more is more. And that is reflected in the new Gilded Age cookbook, written by Becky L. Diamond. Just in time for the holiday season, we spoke with Diamond about her book, which includes both recipes and history. Becky, thank you so much for joining us here at Troy Public Radio from the Philadelphia area. Good to talk to you. I really appreciate you both having me on. Becky, we are joined by Kyle Gassett, the director of Troy Public Radio. Kyle, welcome. And you can identify me as a Gilded Age fan. Speaking of the Gilded Age, Becky, when was the Gilded Age? Well, really, we say it started around 1870 and then going through the end of that century, so 1900. But I, I like to bring it up to about 1910, right before, you know, the whole Titanic and that next part of our history. And, you know, because it really was an era of extravagance and innovation and, and really explosion of technology. So, Yeah. We are celebrating your sensational new book, The Gilded Age Cookbook. Now, Kyle, this rings a bell with your interest. What is that? Well, it actually combines two of my interests, which is cooking. Uh, I won't say that I'm a great cook, but I will say I, I very earnest one. How about that? But I'm also a huge fan of The Gilded Age, also the HBO series, The Gilded Age. And Becky, I understand you've been watching that as well. Absolutely. Yes. I am, you know, tuning in every time it comes on and just love everything about it. So, yeah, it's fabulous. Becky, the interesting thing is that you bring in Mark Twain early in the book. You mm -hmm. don't normally think of Mark Twain as being that sophisticated, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is because he's the one who coined the term the Gilded Age. And he really did, he loved food. And he made his way around the world too. That's the other part of it. And he he missed different foods here in the United States. He, he realized that we did have all these different regional dishes starting to come into play. And so he missed dishes that he had in California. And then, you know, from Mississippi, his time as the riverboat captain, and then he, he ends up in Connecticut. So he references all these different regional foods um, in his, he has this homesick foods uh, kind of essay that he writes up. Um, but yeah, he's the one in his book of the that same title, The Gilded Age from 1873. He, he coined the terms. Well, he was quite a fan of all these foods, and I was interested in the list. For instance, cranberry sauce and celery. Kyle, you've been doing some research on celery. What did you find? Well, that's what I wanted to talk to Becky from the, the fact that the Thanksgiving menu only has one vegetable, and that vegetable is celery. And I know that the New York that the Times last year had a, an article about celery being the workhorse of Thanksgiving because it's in so many of our dishes, but it's it's in a course by itself in this meal. 
Yes. So celery was a high status food in the Gilded Age, believe it or not. I know I always joke, it's like the last item on the crudite platter that goes nowadays, or we just think, you know, we add it to chicken or tuna salad. But it's because it was difficult to grow. Uh, It really originated in the Mediterranean era. So when they tried to duplicate it here, it was really tough. You you needed a hothouse to grow it. You, You know, you needed to really... Uh, put a lot of soil around the stalks so that to protect them and everything. Eventually, they figured out a way to to you know grow it better and and morph it into you know a different variety. But at the time, they had special stands, and I always tell people if you have heirloom dishes handed down in your family that you think are a flower vase, they might actually be a celery vase because wow. they had these special. Vases. They also had celery boats where they would, like a porcelain dish or silver dish, where they would hold them. And, and yeah, it was served raw, but it also could be braised or made some other way. It just was an important, you know, status food. I had a question about your process with this. I was very surprised because you often think of the Gilded Age being such a time of luxury for a certain class of people who, who had of course, the capital to make it a luxury, that these dishes might be very complex. But really, you look through it and the flavor profiles are not that complex. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's part of it. But also, uh, how did you adapt ingredients? Because I'm sure there are many things now that we have that either speed up the process or we don't have access to things that they had either. Exactly. And I really wanted to make this cookbook authentic in so many ways but at the same time I realized that there were foods that we couldn't put in there like turtle uh, canvas back duck both of them were hugely popular foods in the Gilded Age but you know we don't first of all the turtle was over fished or you know over consumed and now it's endangered the the green sea turtle so that's one, and the same with the duck. Like that's what we tend to do over time as people, right? We overconsume certain foods that we really like. Do you make a lot of these dishes at home, Becky? I do. In fact, you know, with Thanksgiving coming up, I'm going to make the apple pudding for Thanksgiving dinner. The deviled spaghetti. My son loves that. So. I had a huge question about that. So, t- yeah. so talk a little bit. What is what is deviled spaghetti? Yeah, deviled spaghetti, and you can use any kind of. Um, pasta noodle like if you wanted to use like elbow macaroni or whatever sometimes it was actually called deviled macaroni but um so it's kind of like a macaroni and cheese but they used it was popular for them to use an egg sauce and when I say that I mean like they would hard boil eggs and make like a white sauce first and then mix the eggs in with that. Becky as a historian what was the toughest thing to track down as a story for this book? You know, I really wanted to make sure that I included stories about uh, people that weren't necessarily the uber wealthy. You know, like I wanted to make sure that I included stories about people of color and women and other minorities, you know, and what their opportunities were. So, you know, I I, I went that extra mile to to try to find that kind of information. So um, luckily I... I had some already before, you know, just in my past work as a food writer. So I was able to call on that. But I think that's the main thing. I, I wanted I wanted to 
include an all-encompassing kind of view of the Gilded Age. So, because that's the thing, the the term that Mark Twain coined, it's gilded on the surface, but there's a, this layer of corruption underneath, and that's what was happening you know, with the railroads and such, so, yeah. Well, Becky Diamond, your Gilded Age cookbook, Recipes and Stories from America's Golden Era is delightful, and it is an excellent read, so I want to thank you for the stories and the recipes and for writing the book. Well, thank you so much for having me and your interest and, you know, all this discussion. I, I love speaking about it and, and talking with people who have similar interests, so it's just really fabulous. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And Kyle, thank you for making it even more fun to talk with Becky. Thank you for letting me, letting me sit in. I, I've been waiting for this one. So thanks, Carolyn. That was author Becky Diamond discussing her new book, The Gilded Age Cookbook, which is available at her website, beckyldiamond.com. Whatever recipe lands on your table this Thanksgiving, we hope that you have a great holiday. And remember, you can travel with InFocus by downloading our podcast, which is available on demand. Thanks for joining us for InFocus. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.